Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. The Catholic Relation Podcast to help you fix your Catholic marriage. Monday through Friday, every Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. While we also give you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems. Moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. And we're marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand dating and courting in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 89th episode, how to interact in marriage counseling. Ooh, it's a good one. Plus live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. Get your Catholic marriage questions answered now by calling 313-RADICAL, that's 313-723-4225, or calling using your browser at callingstudio.com. Don't wait. Get in the queue now for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So the quote of the day, let's do this. Quote, sacrificial love reached its highest psychological expression in the Garden of Gethsemane, where Christ so identified himself with sinners that he began to sweat crimson drops of blood. It reached its greatest physical expression on Calvary, when he offered his life for those whom he loved. But before Gethsemane and Calvary, the law that love tends to unify the lovers produced the incarnation in which God who loved man became man to save him from his sins. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three, To Get Married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, with some resolution to your marriage confusion.
All right, marriage counseling, marriage counseling, marriage counseling. Ooh, ooh, we all hate to go, but we think we ought to go. Then we get there, we wish we hadn't went. <laughs> so marriage counseling, marriage counseling, marriage counseling. Do you have are you marriage are you going to a marriage counseling right now or do you have an upcoming marriage counseling session? You know, couples therapy's hard. It's hard. Them, 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 them therapists, they have a hard time with them couples, man. They be arguing and fighting up in there and all that kind of stuff. And the therapist gets all scared, intimidated, don't know what to do. So is it good for your marriage, though? Is marriage counseling good for your marriage? Uh, I would say it can be if both the couple want to be there. If the man, the husband, and the wife want to be there, it, it, it could be beneficial. But most of the time, one of them or both of them don't even want to be there. So it's hard. It's hard to get progress or it takes a very, very, very long time. Now, I don't mean six months either or a year. Um, should you and your wife go to marriage counseling? Well, again, that depends. That depends on if both of you want to save the marriage, really, really want to save it, then yes, marriage counseling can help you. But if one of you let's say your wife doesn't want to doesn't want to save the marriage or she's indifferent or she doesn't care anymore. Marriage counselor is not going to help you. There's no need to even going. It's a waste of time. And the, the, the counselor is a waste of the counselor's time too, because she's probably going to sabotage it or not show up or call and cancel or whatever, you know, um, the only time that I advise marriage counseling, just to be completely honest, is if your wife is is filed for divorce, you're in court, you're going to go to court, and she is not talking to you whatsoever, then I advise marriage counseling. Why? Because at least if you can get court-ordered marriage counseling, which is even rare. See, man, that's how the law, you know, that's how the state, this country has just messed up the family. They don't even care. And it's obvious they don't care. They won't even make people even go to marriage counseling anymore. Some states will go, well, if you if you live apart for a year, then you can get a divorce. But what is that? People are like roaches and rats. We adapt. So if you say, you know, if I in order to divorce my uh divorce divorce my wife, all I gotta do is live separate from, from live separate from her for a year, I could do that. I can. And then I can just go and do whatever I want to do. At least but I will say at least that's something. At least that's something, you know, but you can you can't really these days get in any state, get marriage, marriage counseling mandated. So how are you even even, you know, the, the person's marriage is over. They got kids. Oh, my God. Can we can the state at least try act like they care? But see, the deal of it is they divorce too. all the bureaucrats. They divorce too. So they go, well, how can I make them do, you know, whatever? And that's not fair, man. That's just not fair. Um, kids just always the ones that get 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 crapped on. That's just the, that's just the way it is, you know. But if you can get the only reason I, I you know, I, I would ask, try to get court mandated marriage counseling if because to get the woman to talk. Just to get her talking. Because a lot of times people, especially, you know, women, they're emotional and they let this stuff get in their head. And don't get me wrong, emotional is a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing because that's how women are wired. But what I'm saying is you can use your emotion, your emotional gift in the wrong way. Um, and so you get, in, you, you know, as a woman, you get in your head and you think your husband this and that and all that. And then you didn't even really talk to him. It's been six months since you talked to him or two months or three months. You don't know what the man's been doing or what he's thinking. You know, so the only way to really get a woman to talk or a man that wants a divorce is you got to get them talking in marriage counseling. Because if, if the court orders them to go to marriage counseling, they got to talk now or they ain't going to get the divorce. So I wish the states would just do that little bit. I mean, I understand that you're you're you're, you're full of Satan. The state's full of Satan and they want marriage to be broken up and they don't want they don't want parents together matter of fact they want to break up the family and the kids and everything because they know as long as that core is there it's hard to to destroy a country like that 
So that's how that is. Next, um, like, what if wonder if you don't wonder if one of you doesn't want to go to marriage counseling? What do you do then? I have plenty of men and and women. Where his, what usually happens is this. So I, I talk to men. So I'm coming from that point of view. What usually happens is after so many years, the woman wants to go to marriage counseling. The wife does. And then the husband, because he's clueless, he don't want to go. Or he's just got a bad attitude about it. So the counselor and the wife, are all, all they get all discouraged. And then the the, the, the counselor jumps, you know, then, then what starts to happen, since he's got a bad attitude, then what starts to happen is the counselor and the wife team up on the husband. And that's why men don't like going to counseling. But men, just to be fair, they the counselor would jump on a woman too. They would team up, they would team up against the woman too. You know, but mostly it's against the man, you know. Um, so that is that. Um, next thing is uh what is the difference between marriage counseling and marriage coaching? Difference between marriage, and I'm gonna go on this more on this later, but the difference between marriage counseling and marriage coaching is marriage counseling is only concerned with your psyche, like your emotional, your emotional health and all that kind of stuff. And marriage coaches, life coaches, they are, that's why they're called coaches, because they give you action steps to move towards your goal, not just sit around emoting about it, you know. Um, moaning about some every every you know we get together once a week or once a month, and every time we get together, we sit and emoting about our wife or about our husband and all that kind of stuff. Well, counselors like that because they feel they can help you with that, but to give you action steps on a day to day basis to get you closer to reuniting and 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 changing your behavior and changing your soul and your and your character and all that stuff, they ain't trying to do that. They ain't trying to do that. There's, it's a different. That's why you hear me talking about right now. There's a there's a different agenda, you know. Um, so psychiatrists come from the mind, from the psyche. Uh, coaches come from action steps. Okay. Uh, the next one is um, if if you are Catholic, what kind of marriage counselors should you go to? Okay, first of all, <laughs> and I would say if you are a Christian, what kind of counselor should you go to? Thus, no brainer. If you're a Catholic, you should get your butt to a Catholic, um, to a Catholic counselor. Now I know they ain't that good too, but but the deal is, at least when you go, if you're if you're marriage if you're in marriage counseling, you gotta go at least go to a Catholic one. They because you know why they at least know about the sacraments. They at least know about the 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 uh, the Eucharist. They at least know about stuff like adoration and the Rosary, and they can help you a little bit more spiritual too. And they can understand where you're coming from a little. Even if they're a bad Catholic counselor, you know, but only you you won't know that they're bad until I guess you can read the reviews, but you know, but you really won't know for sure until you get in front of them, you know. And some some Orthodox Catholics don't want to go to a, a lukewarm Catholic because they go. Well, if he's not really into the faith, then he's going to try to guide me in places I don't want to go or try to get my wife to do something that she's not supposed to be doing. Now, if you're Christian, of course, of course, Catholics are Christian. I'm just separating them because Catholics, we like to we, we identify with something if it says Catholic on it. So that's how we are. We gravitate to something. If it says Catholic, we gravitate to it. We don't gravitate to Christian as much. We identify better when something says Catholic. So that's why I'm kind of separating them. So Christian, if you're a Christian, like you, or especially if you're Orthodox Christian, you've got to go to a Christian or a Catholic counselor. <laughs> I, I I don't understand why people spend all this money to go to counselors that have no identity with what they're with their faith or what they're doing. You, you know, if it doesn't say Christian and their main thing is not Christian or Catholic on their website, do not go to them. They are going to have you divorced in five seconds. <laughs> OK, uh, the next one is, um, should you go to your priest or pastor for marriage help? That's a good one. So. Sorry to say, I'm sorry to say and you pastors out there. Well, y'all might not get mad, but you're going to understand Today, man, priests, 
used to be priests would, they knew about all this stuff. They were trained on it. Like when you went to a priest, like there are still some deacons and priests that are actually, that that actually understand how to counsel, how to, how to not, I hate to say counseling, but how to help couples in marriage problem in marriage crisis and how to help couples get through it and how to come back together and reunite. Now, you know, they used to be, that's what a priest was a priest's job. Now, if you go to a priest, Hey man, we need some marriage help. Oh, okay. Well, there's a psychologist. We got some counseling for you over here. You know, uh, we, you know, we go to, go to the counselor, go, go find a counselor. And, 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 and the first thing a, a Christian or Catholic says if your pastor said the same thing, oh yeah, 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 go over there and find this. Uh, go, go. We got some. We got a list of Christian councils for you to go to. To me, that's just kind of lazy. Like, learn. I mean, most of your job is to, all of your job is to help people. So, what better way to help a couple, a married couple, is to be able to understand how to help them when they're in when they're in marriage crisis, to keep the family together, to keep money coming to your church. Because what will happen is, if you're a pastor or a priest or a bishop, whatever, you got to understand if the family breaks up, the father's going to go to one church, the mother's going to go to another church, and the kids might go to another church, or the kids might go with the you know father, whatever. But either way, you're going to lose money in your parish or your or your church. Now, for Catholics, they really don't care like that because in the archdiocese, there's a procedure that goes to the archdiocese. And then a percentage that goes to the parish. So that is not as critical. But you Protestants out there, think about what I'm saying. If you're, if you had a married couple with children and then they's divorced, most of the time, because I talk to them all the time, once, matter of fact, I talked with my brothers last night. His wife goes to one church, he goes to another one. And so most, all, most Protestant churches, even Methodists and all them, they're not really one unified church. They're kind of separate. And so, you know, you're losing that money. So that's kind of it. I wish priests and pastors were better. Now, there are some that can, will try to help. I had a client before, and he was going to his um, pastor. His pastor's pastor really tried to help. He didn't, it didn't work, but he tried. You know, at least he could try. He has a system and stuff. But most of them these days, man, they they don't they can't do it and I feel so sorry for y'all, um, you know because you, you you it's hard to find help out there, especially in this kind of this kind of realm. And then if you do find somebody, you don't like can he really help me or can they really help me? You know uh, I'm gonna pay him this money and then uh, what's going to happen and blah blah blah. And so that fear and then the other fear is you know you know. You got a lot of other things going wrong in your in your marriage too, and, and in your life, your finances, your job, your your kids, and you know everything like that. So you know me, my thing is, man, I, you know, I just don't work on, you know, you got to work on the man, you you got to work on the man so that he can start to see the world and see his surroundings and actually see what's going on, because most men that come to me. They're so stressed out and so anxious. They don't even know. They don't even know what to do next. They don't even know what to do at all, you know. Um, and I try my best to calm them down, but sometimes they just, you know, they they're in their own fear. They in their own head so much. They just lost their wife and stuff like that, or she's threatened to leave and all that kind of stuff, you know. And then, you know, everybody, you know, if you want, you know, everybody's asking for money, and so you don't even know who to give the money to to really help you. That's why I do this podcast. One of the reasons, anyway, the main reason is to help. But the other reason is I try to help you before you come to me for the big help. And the reason why is if you can see that I can help you now and that I can help you at SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com with a, 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 a master class to go through to help you on other stuff, then if you need help from there, then I help you free again when we talk. And if you need help from there, then which most guys do, if you're if you're clicking on me, you know, you need help, you know. So then we we talk more, you know. But I try to help people before they come to me. Um, and a lot of people don't really understand that that way of thinking. I do it because it's a trust thing. I know I don't like giving my money to somebody I don't trust and know. 
And if I do, I feel real apprehensive about it. You know, but if you hear me on a podcast every day, you're reading the articles, you've been on my blog, you know, you've heard my wife talk, you, you know, you kind of go, oh, okay, he can help me. You know, he's cool. He ain't gonna try to rip me off and take my money and just throw me out the throw me out the dry. <laughs> you know, so I understand. So that is kind of where we're starting today. That's where I just wanted to start that little session and go. So that's my little question and answer type of thing on the general stuff to to get things to rolling because this is a very important thing, man. How to how to interact in marriage counseling. Most people don't. They what I'm gonna teach you is it really goes against your instincts. Okay, and so we're gonna do. We're gonna try to work it out. We're gonna try to teach you how to interact in marriage counseling, not just to go and be there and with your arms crossed and. And, you know, and looking all silly and stuff, don't want to do nothing, but actually going there and try to get some some out of it, you know, for you and your wife, you know. And I one thing I do suggest, too, is, man, when you go, if you have to go to marriage counseling, man, go there holding your wife's hand, go walk up the stairs together, get in the elevator together, go sit up, go up to the receptions together, go sit down together, and when you go in the room with the counselor, you sit next to your wife. She sits next to you. You hug her. You pull your hand. You hold her hand. Put her, put her hand on your on your leg, and 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 you you put your hand on her on her hand, and you guys sit there like two like a couple like some adults that at least used to love each other, and you try your best, man, to to be empathetic to your wife and understand that that she's an emotional wreck right now because. She feels that she's losing the man of her dreams. Okay? Think about it from her point of view. I'm losing the man of my dreams, the father of my children, and I don't know what to do about it because we can't stop arguing and fighting and stuff. You know? So that was what we're going to do. So after the break, man, we're going to get into this deep, and then we will be out of here for Friday. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, so marriage counseling, as promised, uh, uh, you have five tips, you know, five tips or five categories, basically, to help you prepare for your first marriage counseling, or these tips really work, but they're really not tips, but they're really like, what you know, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say, you better do it. <laughs> These ain't no tips. This ain't no, if you want to, you better do it. Because <laughs> I'm your coach and I said it. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but really, you've got to, you've got to do what I'm saying. It works. It works. It works. It works. If you go in there and you you try to do what your instincts tell you to do and what your, and what your feelings tell you to do, you're going to get slammed. You will get slammed. You will get slammed. So what I'm going to teach you is how to interact without it will lessen your chance that you get ganged up on as the husband. It will lessen your chance that that uh, there's anger and a lot of fighting up in there and things like that, because all that stuff does is push your wife further away. And then it causes the counselor 
to do what I'm gonna what I'm gonna explain is that they're gonna the counselor will start to try to get you guys to just separate and divorce and stuff. So you've got to understand what you're doing and you got to do, you know, what works. Um, and not even what works, but what gives you the highest chance of success too. Because nothing's a hundred percent. Okay. So also, if you, you know, if you're going to go to marriage counseling, get on the phone and call me. We can have a great discussion. Um, we could talk about it. If you've been to me, if you're in therapy and uh, marriage counseling already, met couples therapy already, you know, let me know how it's going and we can, we can talk about it and we can, I can help you see, here's what y'all don't understand. The podcast is designed to help generally to like give you concepts and stuff, but it's, it's not a system of what you really need It's a system to help you through stuff. The other thing is, you know, the, if you call me, like I can tailor my answer to your specific situation. Cause I know you got questions. Like I'm going to say stuff. You were like, okay, well, what about this? What about that? That's what the phone calls for. Remember, this is a, this is a, um, this is a phone call in show. This is not a content show. So really I would like for this whole two hours, I would like calls from the time I come on all the way till, till, uh, what's it till 12 o'clock Eastern, you know, and I know I'm just starting, so it's going to be a long time before that happens. But my whole point is, like when, when guys meet with me, when the reason you get coaching help and you meet one-on-one with a coach is because that coach will tailor everything to your specific marriage and you will be you'll be so happy and you'll be relieved and you'll be like, okay, I got a plan and this is about my marriage. So that's why I take calls so that you can say, okay, Jerry, I heard what you said. But here's my situation, and then I can better help you. Okay, so with that being said, we're gonna get going on the five tips to help you prepare for marriage counseling. Okay, so first thing, if uh, first thing you gotta understand, like I mentioned earlier, if you are if you are a Catholic husband, you can't go to marriage counseling because it will kill your marriage, not save it. If you're a Christian, you don't in a Catholic. If you're a Christian, you do not want to go to marriage counseling. You don't. You, I know that's kind of intuitive. You want to stay out of there because the deal is this. You go to marriage counseling, the counselor's going to try to help you, and then after uh, a month, six months, a year, or whatever, two years, or whatever, eventually, if you guys can't get together, the, the marriage counselor is trained Remember, I said it's about it's about a psychological thing. It's a psyche thing. They are trained to help to tell you to break up, to get a divorce, to separate. Maybe that'll be better. And 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 then what'll happen is you'll look up and y'all divorced. And you said, but you're thinking, well, man, we went to marriage counseling to save our marriage. Well, sorry, is marriage counseling is a is a misnomer. <laughs> it really is, but. Again, I'm not saying marriage counseling can't help some couples. Marriage counseling is for couples who like got small problems. Like they, you know, maybe they do a little bickering or something like that. Man, marriage counseling ain't going to help you, man, if you got if you got serious marriage crisis things. Like, okay, I want a divorce. Okay, uh I want a separation. I'm moving out. I don't want to have sex with you ever. Those kind of things. Man, marriage counseling, man, you know, it, it's 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 not really what you need, you know. Um, so that is why, because as, so as a Christian, as a Christian man, you understand if if you love God, you know that you're not supposed to get divorced. You know that. Now you can we can sit there here and try to debate on that, but there ain't no debate. Christ said from the beginning there was not meant to be. Adam and Eve were supposed to be married forever, and they were. Moses allowed divorce. Why? Because of the hardness of our hearts. The men was probably killing their wives and beating them up and throwing them around and killing them and stuff. You know, and so, you know, God had to say, okay, man, we got to wait till they a little bit more civilized. We got to help, you know, we got to help them out a little bit. So let them divorce them if they want. Well, in, in, the, in, the, in the New Testament, what does Christ do? He goes, divorce, uh, it, it was not meant to be. From the beginning of time, it was supposed to be married forever um, and all of that. And so 
that's how you know. I mean, there is no wishy-washy in that. I don't see how people even look at that scripture, that passage, and go, yep, God said we could get divorced. Dude, does that even make logical sense? If the family and souls are the most important thing to get back to God, why would he allow divorce? It doesn't even make sense, logical sense. It really doesn't. Don't get me started. Y'all saw me get y'all saw me get a y'all saw me get excited there for a second, did you? <laughs> I did. I was trying to stay cool today because this marriage counseling thing, you gotta be laid back to do it. So <laughs> but but really, on a serious tip, you know, God does not, no matter what anybody tell you, if anybody, I don't care if they're a priest, a bishop, uh, a pastor of your your church, or whoever they are, they tell you that God says it's all right, then you want to get away from them. Because they're leading you to sin and leading you to hell. All you got to do is open up the scripture and look at it, man. The man, the, the, our Lord tells you right there. I mean, ain't, this is not even in the debate, you know. So that being said, if you go to, if you're a Christian and you go to a counselor who's or, who's um who's a, a an atheist or a non-believer, uh, I mean, dude, you're just sabotaging your marriage. You know, and then I got wives go, well, let me pick who we go to. You the one want the divorce, so you're going and you're gonna let me pick who we go to. Now that don't even make sense. We gotta pick it together. We pick the person together so we that we're on the same page. Okay. So um that's why you and if you have to go to marriage counseling, if you have to have to go, man, do, do go to a Christian counselor. If you're a Catholic, go to a Catholic counselor. If you're Christian, go to a Christian or a Catholic counselor. You, because if, if you go to anything else, man, you're gonna regret it. Okay. So next, number one, I explain it. So basically, marriage counseling, marriage counseling is designed to help you break up your marriage on good terms. Did you hear what I said? Marriage counseling is designed to help you break up your marriage on good terms. So marriage counseling places your mental state above your moral state. This is why you go to a Christian counselor because they put the moral state above your mental state. Why? Because if you know anything about God in the faith, you always try prayer, um, the sacraments, going to church. You always try that first because a lot of times that if you pray right and go to confession and do all these things, then the demons will leave you alone because that's what's happening in your marriage. I forgot to bring that up. The reason you have marriage problems is because you have the demonic in your home. And so the demonic has got between you and your wife. And that's the problem. So just so we all on the same page here real quick, I, I'm going to go over the three ways that the demons influence our life. They are allowed to oppress us. First of all, you got to understand that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is in charge of all temptation and all um, and all um, pain uh, uh, in, uh, in control of the de of demons, he is. Why? Because demons hate us. They would they would want to kill us. They're fallen angels. They're stronger. They're smarter. They're more intellectually capable, um, and they 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 would just kill us. And then the planet, the planet would be just be full of of, the, of demons. Right? You guys got to understand when the angels fell, it wasn't ten angels. It wasn't. A thousand angels. It wasn't a million angels. It was a third of the angels fell. That is billions of billions of angels. Just like there's billions and billions of people. There was billions of angels. That's how the Satan can assign a demon to every person. Just like God assigns a, an angel, a guardian angel to every person. Most people don't believe that they got a guardian angel. If they do, they don't use them. I use mine because if you ain't talking to your guardian angel, you're talking to the devil. You're talking to the to the demon, right? So, the first there are three ways that 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 that, that demons are allowed to influence us. So the first way is the demonic possession, po possession. That means that the demon is allowed to possess the body and make the body do kind of control the person, whatever they want. That is very rare. Just like levitation, the demon levitating the body off the ground. That's rare. That almost never happens, okay? The second way that demons oppress us, um, uh, the demons influence us, I'm sorry, is called uh, obsession, O-B, 
B as in boy, O, obsession. So obsession means that the de- that, that demons are allowed to assault us physically. So like St. Padre Pio, he was allowed to get beat up and assault physically. I don't really know why, but if God allowed it, it was, it was to either help somebody else, to help others around him, or to help his soul, okay? That's rare, too. That's very rare, too, that demons are allowed to do that. The most prevalent and one that happens every day, all day, to billions and billions of people whose minds are not on God is called demonic oppression, O-P, as in people, okay? O-P. Demonic oppression is basically the demon the demon is allowed to influence and and interact in your uh in your mind uh in your relationships with your wife your marriage your kids your parents they're they're allowed to interact with your finances to influence your finances they're allowed to uh deal with your income they're allowed to do all these your your health they're allowed to influence all of that that's why men you must understand that's why your second job as a man is to defend against the demonic in your home. Because if you have, if you're having marriage problems, you're at marriage counseling, people kill me how we only think that evil is a serial killer or a rapist or a murderer or something like that. No, that's sure. That's the highest level of evil, but evil is categorized as anything against God, anything, a small lie. Although it's not grave, a small lie is against God. It's against the seventh commandment, right? Or eighth. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> anyway, um, so, um, you know, or if you, like, steal something. Even if you steal because you have no money and you're the poorest person in the world, stealing is still against God. That's still evil, okay? But you had to do it, so... It's not as big as a sin as you just steal. You go rob a bank to get to get a million dollars and stuff like that. Okay, so that's what we we got to understand. Evil is anything contrary to the natural law. The natural law is the Ten Commandments, which are written on our hearts. That's why when you that's why you know instinctively that everybody in the, on the planet knows that murder is wrong. Did somebody have to tell you that murder was wrong? No, that's one of the reasons why you know there's a God. Does anybody have to tell you that rape is wrong? Of course not. Does anybody got to tell you that, you know, uh, robbing, uh, you know, you know, uh, beating somebody down to the death is wrong? No, because you know instinctively that that stuff is wrong. You know, instinctively, you know, it's wrong. You don't have to, somebody have to tell you that. Like having sex, like having sex outside of marriage for the first time. Does anybody have to tell you that's wrong? Of course they don't. Because everybody knows instinctually that I'm not supposed to have sex outside of marriage. Everybody knows that. But they, like, sin makes us stupid, right? It does. The more you sin, the more numb you become. And the more you give yourself, we give ourselves over to, over to, the, over to, over to Satan. So that's how it works. Um, and if we don't understand how oppression, uh, how um, the demonic influence works and in our home, then, then that's ignorance, right? And so the, the devil, that gives the devil power. That gives Satan power and his minions power. Because they, as long as they can keep stuff in the dark, they got the advantage. As long as they can make you think that there's no supernatural world, that there's no God, that there's no devil, that there's no, you know, there's no demons, there's no angels, nothing like that, they got you. you you'll fall for anything. Okay? So, that being said... um, that's how we that's that's one of the things I forgot to bring up. So again, couples therapy is designed to help you reconcile as long as both spouses want to save the marriage. I talked about that. This fails miserably when one spouse wants to save the marriage and the other does not. Because most times the one oh, I got a call. Woohoo! All right, let me finish this one section, please, caller. Uh, because most times the one that doesn't want to save the marriage will be unresponsive or sabotage the counseling because they don't care or are indifferent or feel they have done all they can do to save the marriage. So what does a therapist do? When they see the couple doesn't, can't, or won't fix the marriage, they change tactics to getting the couple to separate and end the marriage amicably. And so... That's what that's what they do. You got to understand the counselor doesn't mean to do that, but that's the only way they see 
that you guys can just be friends and be amicable. But the problem is if you're a Catholic and you're a Christian, you know that God, you love God and you know that divorce is not the right thing, then you can't not accept that. That's why you don't go to marriage counselors unless it's a last, 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 last resort. The problem with is when we are Catholic or Christian, like I said, we are normally we are morally obligated to stay in the marriage as long as there's no infidelity or physical abuse. In the eyes of God, as a wife or a husband, you can only separate. You cannot divorce. If your husband is being or your wife is being uh, unfaithful, number one, or physically busting your butt. That's the only two reasons that you have to separate. And that means that doesn't. But, but when the person fixes themselves and gets themselves together and does not do those things like they stop the affair and they apologize and they prove they're not going to do that no more, then you're obligated under the eyes of God, the law of God, if you love God, to accept your spouse back. That pisses me off more than anything when women, the man has been working hard for six months or a year. He's proven that he loves her. He's devoted to her, but her pride gets in the way and won't allow her to do the right thing and be faithful to God. Don't get me started on that one. Okay. Now, uh, abandoning a spouse who's correcting their behavior and is trying to make corrections that are working is a grave sin. As this destroys the generations of the family and causes scandal in society. When your marriage breaks up, if anybody's marriage breaks up, it causes scandal in society. It makes society worse. It weakens society and it weakens the country. It weakens the family and our relationship with our kids. Marriage coaching is different in that the spouse that wants to save the marriage is given strategic tactics and action steps that move him slowly but surely towards attracting and reconnecting with his wife. Coaching does not care about the mental state of the spouse and works more towards the moral state, which logically and effectively teaches the faithful spouse how to survive and drive while work survive and thrive while working towards reconnection. Boop, 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 bam. I hope y'all got that. Be right back. I'm gonna take my collar. Ha ha ha. All right, now if I can just hope the technology works right. So, uh, hello, hello. Hello, I am the counselor's wife. I want to thank everyone for listening to my husband's podcast. <laughs> I think he's awesome, but I'm sort of biased. Um, <laughs> I want to make two comments. Number one, marriage counseling is really divorce counseling. It, it, it really, if you give it the wrong counselor, they're really trying to train you and massage your brain <laughs> into having an amicable divorce and make it a good idea. I mean, that's what you're paying with counselors for, really, if you don't find a good one. And number two, this is kind of a marketing thing. This Sunday is Divine Mercy Sunday. And I encourage all of you, if you don't have uh, Divine Mercy services in your church this Sunday at 3 o'clock, find a parish that does. It is a private revelation through Sister Faustina, who received messages from Jesus. Of course, we don't have to follow or have devotions to private revelation. But public revelation, there's been only one. And the public revelation was Jesus crucified. Fatima, Guadalupe. All of those are private revelations. So I encourage you to look into the Divine Mercy and get involved and great show, honey. Thank you, baby. I'll talk to you later for date night. I can't wait. <laughs> later, Gator. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. All right, we are back. Now, see, that's pure love, y'all. That's pure love. You gotta let you gotta let your woman call. You want to call and, and take over your podcast, take over your show, just let them do it. You just don't say nothing. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just let it go. Whatever happens, let it happen. <laughs> But I thank my baby for calling. That's, that's a nice little break because I know y'all get tired 
of hearing my voice for an hour, hour, two hours every day. So that being said, let's get back to business. So that was number one. Now, number two of how to interact in marriage counseling, how to interact in marriage counseling is uh, how do you actually act in the session? So once you're there, how you act, how to, you know, what are you supposed to be doing and things like that? So next, first, your main job above all else in the session is to listen and focus on your wife. You hear me? <laughs> you hear me? You hear me? You hear me? Your main job above all else is to listen and focus on your wife. You don't sit there talking to the counselor. You don't sit there thinking about your own stuff, your own what you're going to say and all that kind of stuff. If you have a problem with, with thinking about what you're going to say, you take a penciling pad with you and you write that stuff on the on the pad so that you can focus completely and, and attentively on your wife and what she's saying. Allow her to cry, allow her to talk, allow your wife to scream and yell as much as possible while you listen intently. Your body language, you sit, you move closer to her so you can, you, you, you have empathy in your eyes. You, you want your wife to know that you understand what she's going through. It's called empathy. Women need and love empathy. Most people love empathy, but women are, it's, it's more. And if you don't, if you sit there with your arms crossed and your body language is all screwed up, the counselor and the wife are going to think you don't want to be there, even though you do because you want to save your marriage and your wife is trying to leave you. Your body language and your tone of voice and everything you do in that session cannot it has to has to has to has to breathe it uh, has to breathe humility. That's how you defeat evil, humility. And right now you have a lot of evil. If you have if you're in marriage crisis, you have a lot of evil surrounding you. I just told you about the um, the uh, demons and stuff and how they influence us. And so if you go in there with humility, which is what you sit there and you listen intently, you have a great attitude and you focus on your wife. You don't care about the counselor. The counselor is just a tool. They're just there. To, your counselor is just there so that you and your wife can have a, a, a mediated conversation with each other. And so that there's some kind of control. You should love that part. Because all you want to do is just hang out and let your wife get her what off on her chest and let her tell you what's on her chest because that's golden. So then when you leave the marriage counseling session, if you're a smart man, you then wrote all her little things down. And when you go, as soon as you leave that, that counseling session, you say, baby, I'm so glad we went to counseling together. I, I think that was very good what you said. And I agree with everything you said. And you know what? I wrote a list, right? I got a list right here. I'm going to start working on that today. See? See the difference of how I'm saying do marriage counseling and how most people just go in there and try to wing it. Okay. Next, when your wife is done, you know, talking and emoting all the stuff and, and being upset and telling what you did wrong, you apologize for anything that you agree with um, that you were responsible for. So that's a technique. It's called the agreement method. One of the things the agreement method is you you agree to what you did that was wrong like you know you, you always say you know baby you know you know what you said is right i should have done that better you don't apologize ten thousand times because that's weak and women women don't like it they, they they when you apologize like say i'm not saying that you as a, a man mess around your wife or had an affair i'm saying let's just say a husband had an affair and he apologized like 1,000 times. Okay, after the second or third time, your wife, that his wife does not want to hear it no more. It just makes it just frustrates her and makes her mad. So that's why you only apologize for something you did one time. And then all the other times you go, you know, you're right. I should have done that better. And, and the thing about it is, if you believe that what you did was wrong, you're not being a hypocrite. And that won't, that won't make you mad like your wife just using you. But... If your wife says something that you that that was not true that you did, you just don't comment on it. You don't say anything about it. You just find something that she did say that that you do agree with and talk about that. When you talk to your wife, especially when you're in marriage crisis, you never talk about stuff that you disagree with. 
Why? Because when you disagree with something, it causes what? It causes a conflict. And when you cause conflict, that means what? Somebody's right, somebody's wrong. And then guess what? Doesn't matter. Even, even if you were right, you still caused a problem. And you still was wrong because now your wife is more pissed off than she was before you had the conflict. And then this pushes her away. You have to push, pull your wife to you. You can't keep arguing and fighting with her. Okay? And I know I say that all the time, but that's the truth, man. Okay, next, um, see, if you are asked a question by your therapist or wife, you answer in one or two sentences at the most and throw the conversations back into your wife's hands. Don't do not don't sit there and talk or defend yourself or do any marriage killers in counseling, arguing, arguing, debating, complaining, attacking, whatever. Don't sit there emoting about your marriage and wife and all that she has done wrong. If you are talking more than five seconds, you're talking too dang much. Listen, the counselor is going to try to get you to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk to emote. How do you feel? How do you feel, Johnny? Johnny, how do you feel? How do you feel, Johnny? And you're going to fall for it. Well, I feel like this. Well, tell me why you feel like that. Well, I feel like that because she won't make love to me. I feel like that because she spent all my money. And I feel like that because she's messing around with this other dude. And I feel like that because she gets on my nerves. She can't cook right. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, all you did, <laughs> all you did was just allow Satan to entrench himself more in your marriage. That's all you did. You fell for the lie. Like, we are conditioned when somebody asks us, well, how do you feel that we answer it? And that, okay, and it's, it's how we feel, so it's the truth. But guess what? First of all, your wife don't give a two rats you know what about it. Next of all, you just pissed her off and gave her more ammunition. Third of all, you're pushing her away. If you're talking more than five seconds, you're talking too much. If the counselor asks you something, you go, um, yeah, you know what? I, 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 you know, I understand what you're saying, but I really like to know what my wife thinks because I love her and I've, I've messed up enough in this marriage and I really want to know, I want to do what I have to do to make my wife happy. You see the narrative? That's how you do it. You don't fall for this. Well, she did this and she did that and she did this and she did that. Because the counselor is going to feel good because, oh, I got to talk now. And then, but then your wife, you want your wife to do all the talking because she's the one that's pissed off, not you. You're trying to save your marriage and get her back. So if you're doing all the talking, if you're the one talking, that means you ain't listening. Okay? Please hear that. This will turn next. Another thing that will happen is this will turn the counselor and your wife against you. They will start to blame you for everything and move towards getting you to spare, to separate, to separate either temporarily or permanently. I already talked about that. What's going to happen if you start talking and talking and stuff, then basically all you're doing is feeding things. And what will happen is y'all ain't going to get along and the council is going to start moving you towards separating from each other or divorcing. So bite your tongue and do the stress techniques. So what are stress techniques? Stress techniques are what you do to keep your lips together when your wife is talking. <laughs> okay? So because when your wife's mouth is moving, especially in marriage counseling, your lips are sealed and they ain't even still even have a, a one minute of a centimeter between them. So you do th emotional techniques. So there are three that I do. I say, you say Hail Mary's. While your wife is sitting there, you listening, you write stuff down, and then what you do is you're saying Hail Mary's to keep yourself calm, to keep yourself together, okay? Uh, the, the next is called, the next stress technique is called emotional freedom technique, where you tap joints, you tap stress points on your body, the top of your head, your elbow, I mean, your elbow, your wrist, you know, and things like that. Now, you can't do that inside marriage counseling because why? You sit there tapping your head to reduce stress and your wife and, and the counselor go, what the heck you doing? You can't do that one. But you can do the, the third one, which is deep breath for 10 seconds. So you're taking a deep breath 
and you take it let 10 seconds and it come out 10 seconds and you you calm yourself down so two of those out of the three you can do in marriage counseling okay number three messaging that messaging that will get you shut down quick so this is messages that will get, this will get you shut down right so you're talking you're you're doing certain things and you start talking and then you say something silly so this is what this will get the counselor and your wife to shut you down real quick so listen another thing too i'm not asking you to be a become a wuss but i am asking you to be clear positive and appropriate um, to encourage a positive response or a result getting action from your beloved. The bottom line is the better you communicate, the better she will respond. And then you have to communicate good over months so that she starts to trust you and, and realize you're not going to go back to the same. We're not going to go back to the same old, you know, dud husband we were before for the cause of her wanting to leave or get divorced. Okay. Next. We must understand that we can't just speak to our wives any way we want. Arguing, yelling, raising our voice, insulting them causes pain, hurt, fear, and anger, which hurts your wife to the depths of her being. Why? Because we are bonded to them. We make love with them. We have children with them. And we are married before God with them. It's very important we understand that. These bonds are very strong, which causes our wife to begin to believe we don't care, love, or appreciate her. I hope that makes sense. Every time we use messages as like the examples below or above, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, the messages below, you lose trust points with your wife. And once you lose trust points, you know, then they reach zero, she will shut down on you and stop talking to you. Avoidance. Is the worst thing to me. Avoidance is worse than yelling and screaming and being mad because when they avoid you, they're not talking to you. They're not talking. They're not trying to solve nothing. They don't care. That is really hard. You don't want that one. Okay. So number four, shut down, shut you down. Quick messages. So these messages will get you shut down real quick. So negative messages, these cause emotional distance. So you don't want to say this. You don't want to say, I wish, I wish you weren't so what? I wish you weren't so fat. I don't like the way you cook. Can't you just do what I say? That kind of stuff right there will get you shut down real quick. Okay. Next, cloudy messages. These messages cause confusion and misunderstanding. They're not clear. So examples is... I want you to straighten up your act and be nice once in a while. So you might think that's clear. It's not clear. So what does straighten up mean? What? How often is once in a while? Okay? You have to be exact for what you want. Okay? Next, I wish you would behave more like a woman. Well, how does a woman behave? What does that mean? All right? Next, the way that you talk to me reminds me of why we don't talk much. What way? What way are you talking about? Okay, you see what I'm saying? Now, this next form of message I call stupid messages. Stupid messages are stuff we say. We go, dang, that was stupid. Why did I say that? Because <laughs> right as soon as it comes out of our mouth, first thing we go in our minds go, oh, man, why did I say that? That was so stupid. <laughs> okay. So stupid messages, they cause frustration, hurt, and or anger. Examples. Compared to my ex, you are boom. First of all, man, you never, there's two things you never do in relationships. First of all, you never compare your current wife with your ex-wife. You never compare your current girlfriend with your ex-girlfriend. You never compare your wife with your ex-girlfriends and all that. That's called, that's stupid messages. Okay. The other thing is you never compare your kids to one another. You never say, well, why don't, well, Johnny, won't you want you be more like your brother? Or Susan, why don't you be more like your sister and do this and that? You're just you're just asking for problems. You're just asking never to see your grandchildren. <laughs> you never you will never see them talking to your young kids like that. Below 10, above 10, above 20, above 30. It, you will not talk to if you compare kids, that is that is crazy. Do not do that. They will hold a grudges against you for that. You mean well, but you don't realize what that does to their psyche. Okay. So the next stupid message is you're such a B 
or you're such a C, nag, nag, nag. Okay, you know what I mean. You know, you're the B and C word. You call your wife the B word or the C word. I can't understand why men call their wife the C word. I can understand the B word because that kind of just comes out like, you know, you get really, really mad and you don't have nothing else to say. But man, the C word, man, that's like you just asking for a fight. You just asking to get stabbed in your sleep. <laughs> So, and remember, guys, you always got to go to sleep. You got to go to sleep. So, unless you want to be sleeping with sleeping with one eye open, with a with a uh, with a thirty eight caliber next to you, you you bet. Don't call your wife the c word. <laughs> you might get away with the b word. You might, but I don't think you will. But you definitely ain't getting away with that other one. Number five. So, messages that work. So, we talked about messages that don't work. Now we're gonna talk about messages that do work. We are almost done for the day. Unless I get another call. So, number one, attract your wife to you physically and emotionally by looking good and smelling good. I can't tell men enough. Stop looking like you just got off a dump truck and you you was throwing cement all over the place. Your wife, you, your wife is wanting to leave you. She doesn't feel loved. She doesn't feel like you care. She's you're at marriage counseling. And we go to marriage counseling with some beat-up jeans, a beat-up smelly shirt. We don't have no cologne on. We ain't brushed our teeth. We ain't put no mouthwash in our mouth. We ain't combed our hair. We ain't shaved and get our beard trimmed. We ain't, sh- we ain't did nothing. We wear, wear a stupid old ball cap over our head that says Colts on it or something. Or the, the Dallas Cowboys or something silly like that. Or Carhartt or something. And we just look like, oh, well, you know. If you were your wife, would you be would you would you be proud to have that person walking around with you? Man, you gotta have some self-respect, man. You're one of the reasons your wife is leaving you because she's not proud to walk down the street with you. You know, you're just walking around, taking your finger and putting it in your butt and scratching your butt. <laughs> Burping. <laughs> I mean, come on. When you go to marriage counseling, you want to look good physically, emotionally, and smell good, man. You want to be together, dude. You want to be together. Be confident, you know. And then when you get there, you show humility, man. You will see it will it will you will get rewarded for it, you know. When you and your wife are apart, you should never if you're if you and your wife are separated, you should never ever never ever go see your wife looking like a thud, a bum, or the same guy you've been looking like for the past twenty years. Go get you some nice jeans, some black ones or some blue ones. You know, iron them so they ain't all wrinkled. Get you a nice collared shirt on. Uh, you know, get you a nice leather jacket. Put it on. You know, get you a nice watch. Put some cologne on. Put some mouthwash in your mouth. Brush your teeth, floss. You know, get comb your hair. You know, keep your inside of your car clean. You never know. Your wife might say, let's go for a ride. And she gets in your car and your car got trash all over the place. Man, you gotta prepare. You got. You can listen. You gotta court your wife, and like you're courting her when you first started. Okay, that's how you do it. So, uh, do not do any needy marriage killing behavior, like you know, arguing, complaining, all that kind of stuff. That arguing stuff will only cause her to withdraw and not open up the conversation. Um, and uh, number four, reconnect with your wife by imp- by empathizing with her, supporting her, and helping her where you can in the marriage session. Don't try to get her to pull back the divorce or come back home or change her plans right now. Your main job, again, is just listen attentively, which draws her to you emotionally. Now, listen, that's the best I can do for you, fellas. That's the best I can do for you. That's how you act in marriage counseling. If you think about what I said, that's how you act with your wife all the time. That's how you act with her all the time. Okay? And if you need more help, if you want more personal help, go to SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com, watch the Marriage Masterclass, and get more help. Okay? All right? So that being said, if you have any questions or comments, uh, email me at RadicalQuestions at CatholicAlpha.com. RadicalQuestions at Catholic alpha.com bam 
If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Yep, a hop, a hippie to the hippie to hip hip, a hop, and you don't stop. The rock and roll, bang bang, boogie, said up, jump, the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to beat. Woo, remember that song, y'all? <laughs> Ooh, so we are done for the day. And so, in conclusion, I hope y'all got some out of this. Um, and you know, I know I give you a lot of stuff, but that's what the podcast is for to throw a lot of stuff at you. But then to get the real help, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to jump in there and, 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 and jump in there and start getting a system, uh, that, that somebody has a system together that you can do action steps in a row to get you, to get your wife back and your family, your family back in, in that peace mode. Um, but you're going to have to get in warrior mode for that. So hope how everybody, hope everybody has a good weekend. And um, I hope that you, uh, again, like my wife said, uh, Divine Mercy Sunday is on Sunday, you know. Um, also, too, um, you know, she's right. Divorce, um, divorce, uh, marriage counseling is basically called divorce counseling. It's been proven over and over and over again. So, again, today, I hope that you got something out of this. And um, if you need more help, Go to SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. In conclusion, as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast. Pray. And prepare. For battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.